What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 77 of the Around the Crease podcast. This week, Michael Ward and I are discussing prospect days. What should you do? What should you be aware of? And how should you actually decide which ones to go to are a couple of the big topics we discuss after talking with some college lacrosse coaches. And we also get in a little bit about the Premier Lacrosse League as they head into their playoffs and kind of revisit some of our thoughts and assumptions that we made before the league even started playing its first game. So we're going to get into that show right now. All right, we're back. Michael, welcome back to the podcast. I know we had a had a few weeks break. Like This is the kind of time of year where the cross news is few and far between, especially in the high school realm, but I uh, figured it was time to come back and... Uh, now that the summer recruiting stuff is over, like there's still there's still plenty going on. You know, it's one of those things. Like the I, I, anybody who listened to my last podcast with uh, Delaware assistant coach Trey Wilkes, you realize like the recruiting season never really ends um, for coaches, parents, or players. Like there's always in some form. It may ebb and flow during this time of year, but it never never really stops. Um, so we thought we'd actually take today and talk a little bit about um, kind of a, I guess more general ideas around prospect days like what players and parents should be kind of looking out for um kind of some do's and don'ts and things like that and uh i know you kind of have some opinions after your summer of probably probably paying a little bit more attention to that aspect of of lacrosse than maybe you have in the past michael i know you got a you got a son that you've probably been paying attention to some of this stuff but i think it's probably different now that uh you've kind of been more on the the reporting end um so why don't you kind of kick us off and tell us what kind of some some thoughts you've been having well, you know, um, it's funny that you say that, you know, I'm on the reporting end. It makes you learn more. Yeah. Um, I, I've learned more about the game, uh, the whole idea, the whole aspect of recruiting, of coaching, of, of your par- because I'm looking at it from a different angle. So, yeah. you know, it's given me a whole a whole nother view. You have to step uh, which back is, and kind of look at it from a broader it, picture. Than- right. It, it forces me to be honest with myself and mm-hmm. honest about what the talents of my, my own personal child are. I have gotten to see so many good players. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I really don't like taking, knocking anyone's dream and I'm not knocking anyone's dream and I'm not knocking anybody, but if you haven't been around the country and if you haven't seen the talent that is out there to be told, to tell me, and I've had this happen recently, different parents and saying my kids looking at this and my kids looking at that and I'm like and you know I don't want to I never want to be rude and be like no you shouldn't but I'm like did you watch this all-star game did you watch these high school kids did you watch this look at the kids on your team so one of the things um that I spoke with uh with coach Garland about actually um when coach Garland goes through and and talks with all of his players and he has to be that sort of devil's advocate. <laughs> right. Um, and I, I remember my son, he said to my, to my son, write down the colleges you want to go to. Yeah. And I think he meant colleges you want to go play at, where my son was writing down colleges he wanted to go to. <laughs> right. So he like had like Harvard, right. Yale, Duke, and he's like, we're going to have to put those expectations a little lower. I'm like, Oh no, he was just talking about college. He didn't think about, he didn't think about that. Well, then he's just, then we got to talking about a few other players and uh, we won't be mentioning those players, but 
he said he had to give one person and their parents a wake-up call. And this is what I thought everyone should sort of hear. Maybe not in that personal of a situation where he might be heated, but just to keep us an outside. Yeah. Um, he he tells us to look at look at the roster of the team you might be interested in. Mm-hmm. What kid on that team could you beat out? Yeah. If you're not an All-American, if you're not an All-Stater, you got to realize that if you're looking at this certain levels, yeah, these are all All-State. So were you All-State? Might want to pull it back. Yeah. Uh, were you all? Were, were, I mean, All-American. Might you know there are different levels. Are you the best one on your team? Yeah. And if you're not the best one on your team, where is the best person on your team going? Yeah. And you can, I'm granted, there are exceptions to every rule. And, and, you know, some kid might have not gotten the playing time he deserved in high school. Um, he might have blossomed late. He yeah. might have really lit it up. You know, I've, I've seen kids who didn't play basically on their high school team go out in the summer and absolutely smash it. Yeah. Get recruited, sign, and still come back and not play on their high school team. Yeah. Now, I sort of you know, wonder about that, but that's a whole nother issue that I don't want to get in. But looking at it from the situation is if, if, are you better than the best kid on your team? Where's he going? Yeah. And if he's not going D one, and again, this obsession and the obsession seems to be mostly here in a not hotbed area of this D one thing. Um, when you talk to the kids on in New York and it, 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 there's no, it's, I'm going to school. Yeah. I'm going to a good school. You yeah. know, a, NESCAC. I mean, a, Grant, a lot of the really smart kids that I've been in touch with, they have their first choices, usually the Ivy League. Yeah. Because why, you know, Ivy League, Duke, Notre Dame, Virginia. I mean, great schools. Right. But if it's going to be like a different school, but they can go to Tufts or they can go to Williams. They take that path and they don't look at it and think, oh, I'm not a D1 player. Yeah. They know they're great. I mean, they literally know they're great players. Yeah. And they're like, this is a great lacrosse. So I think it's a myth in a in a problem that I just sort of had going through because I've been at I've been at summer tournaments at the end of the year. Uh, I've been now I've been at tryouts. Uh, <laughs> tryouts already have started <laughs> for next year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it starts in fall, but these are for the year-round teams. And just getting with parents and and then asking me, and I'm like, I'm like, you don't want to, you know, should I go to this Villanova prospect camp? Should I go to the Penn prospect camp? And I'm, and I, I instead of saying no, yeah, and saying you shouldn't, I, I've said, I, I basically said, who do you know who Penn recruited last year? You should look at that position, who they, the position your child plays, see who they recruited. Right. Then compare. Was he the all-American kid from Texas that's playing at Penn? Yeah. And your son might not be even playing. That should be a sign. Like, can you beat that kid out? Yeah. Well, um, I think there's also, um, you know, because I've, it, it's, I don't want to say easier because I'm not a talent evaluator, never claimed to be, but I think it's easier for us in our position say because we've seen more players mm-hmm. whereas you know the average parent hasn't really they probably no. haven't seen that kid play like so they yes. don't there's no 
real level for comparison. Like, oh, he was all state in Texas, but that's Texas, or you know, that's this place, or that's this place, or kind of thing. Like, it's easy to dismiss, I guess, like, or easier to dismiss because you haven't really seen them play. And if they're, you know, maybe just a freshman year, maybe they didn't play at Penn. We'll just keep using them as the example, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. So you know, maybe they haven't played at wherever you're thinking about playing. So I think it's like easier to dismiss. And obviously, we're all biased to our own like our own blood so it's like it's i think it's a harder uh wake up call um you know i've talked to a lot of coaches over the years and one of the big things and like every one of them has has said it is that you gotta see who's like when you go to an event and you you play who's talking to you afterwards right is it the petromalas the tyrannies you know, is it those guys or is it the NAIA? Is it D three? Is it D two? Like, you you got to look to see who's talking to you because it's not coincidental if you leave an event and you get a bunch of phone calls from a D bunch of D three guys. Like now, you know, and I'll link to the podcast with Coach Trey Wilkes below. Um, one of the things he said is like you really kind of gotta almost. Uh, and I've had a number of coaches tell me this, but you kind of gotta be self aware. When it comes to that kind of thing, like when you when you see that, like it's it doesn't have to be D one or bus. Like it's and like Coach Wilkes said, he's like they coaches really hate that. They hate hearing that because that makes you feel like you don't really love lacrosse. Like you love the idea of lacrosse and playing D one lacrosse, but you don't but not actually love playing. it because <laughs> if you don't go D one, you can just be like, all right, I didn't go D one, I'm out. Like, you know, a coach doesn't want a player like that. A coach wants a player like, I don't care where I play, when I play, or how I play. I just want to play. They want right. the guy that just, you know, goes to sleep with the stick, wakes up with it, is hitting the wall at 4 Like, those are the guys that they want. And if you're not that guy, like, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, you know, we have kind of we kind of joked about, you know, if you want to play Fortnite, go play Fortnite. But, I mean, there's people making careers out of that, too. Like, maybe that's where you should focus your attention, maybe. But... Um, you know, again, like we've made it abundantly clear, like, I don't think either of us think like it's D one or bus. Like, so you got to kind of realize like who's talking to me after these events and then figure that out. And then, then you start to make plans like, all right, what, maybe I should look at these prospect days. Like if you get calls from coaches at Tufts, like look, when are their prospect days and then see what other schools that are like Tufts. Or, you know, you go with the opposite to figure out where you want to go. Like, all right, if Tufts is a smaller school, like, let me look at a really big school in that area or in D3 or D2 or whatever. And then you kind of start to narrow it into there. Like, do I like big school? Do I like small school? Like, you know, I had a bunch, I've had a bunch of coaches tell me, like, what do you actually want to do for life, for a career? Well, like, that's you know, the it's first like, question. <laughs> it's like, don't, don't go to a liberal arts school. If uh, you don't want to have a liberal arts education, like if you want exactly. a if you want a technical degree, like if you want to be an agriculturist somewhere, like probably UNC is probably not the choice for you. Like NC State would better, or Georgia Tech would be a better school because those are going to have the careers that you want. Like, what do you actually want to do? Because the odds of you being, you know, I know we have the POL, which I know we're going to talk about a little bit later, but it's a very small amount of players right now and you know it's not baseball it's not football it's not these sports right. where like i mean even then you look at the pyramid it's very small compared to the high school and then whatever but i mean the odds of you making a career out of lacrosse are very 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 slim so you got to find like what do you want to do otherwise right the one phrase that gets repeated over and over to me from from uh parents who have gone through it coaches um travel coaches is 
This isn't about the next four years. It's about the next 40. Yeah. Find the spot that fits you and then try to fit in. Um, I, there were two kids. I, I believe there were two. There was a kid who played at Carmel. I don't know him personally. It was before I moved here. But he was on the lacrosse team here. I, I think he was a good player. Very smart. Mm-hmm. Super smart. Went to Duke. Not yeah. for lacrosse. Yeah. But went to Duke. Walked on to the lacrosse team and made it. Yeah. Now I don't think he sniffed the game, but I think he was in played in played uh with you know, he was a legit on the team, but yeah. you need to fill out a team for practice players too. You know, if you could throw both lefty and righty, run your butt off, work your butt off, and that's something that you look for, uh that that kind of dream could happen. Yeah. You could also, you know, go MCLA, uh, you know, and there's different levels of that. Like you can go to somewhere place. It's like, it's almost beer league. Like you come, you go and you work out and you play. And you, after you play, you go out with the other team and you're drinking beers. It's almost like a rugby thing yeah. or there's high level. There's something there for everyone, but you have to have an honest assessment of what you want to do. And again, I'm going through this with my son who's a junior. Yeah. He just started his junior year and we're trying to figure out what's, you know, he's undersized. Um, so we know that there's nothing even to look at right yeah. now, uh, cause he can't at this size, it's just not going to work. I know he'll get bigger. I'm not little. Yeah. He'll, he'll grow. It's just timing. Yeah. Uh, but in that, in that thing, that's, I, I get to talk to coaches. I get to do this and I get to sort of show my son this. Yeah. Um, but for example, like this past weekend, I, Mike Chanachuk, who runs, uh, Long Island Express was in Indiana. Yeah. Um, he was speaking to a whole mass of people about this is what we do. It's we put you in. He was speaking to parents that were looking at this new program. Yeah. And he was telling the parents saying, I'm not putting you in division one because you want to be in division one. Right. I'm putting you on the team that you're going to play with. Yeah. And he said, I've put 600 players into college. I've put 38 something in the PLL. Yeah. He's like, my son is an all-star. I mean, he's so, you know, he's telling these people who this is, you know, he's he's got the, the Long Island guy came right out and it was yeah. it was great. I was cracking up. Um, but he sort of gave the he spoke the truth. Yeah. And I think he said, what's the point of trying to be on D1 if you're not going to play? He said, not only does he put people in the right spots, he goes, but inevitably someone doesn't listen. Yeah. And they go to the wrong spot. Yeah. And he goes, so I also put them in the second spot. So when they when they realize they made a mistake, he's like, then I play somewhere they should have been. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, that's what I come back to. He's like, you know, because if you see the attrition that happens first year to second year, there are kids oh, yeah. who just, they, they don't, you know, it's a whole new experience. And all of a sudden they're away from home. Yeah. It's, it's you know, it's almost full time. And, and they, and they. They just can't handle it, and they leave, and then they go, oh, maybe I want a little something less intense. Yeah. And then they fall into that. That My only thing is I I need parents to sort of understand that because if it, if, if they don't, I, I mean, I've just been looking at it. I just see it. Like the heartache, like the, the anger, like the bitterness, like, yeah, they didn't do that. And then bitterness towards other kids. Like, yeah. well, how did that kid make it? My kid's better. And I'm like. Come on, you know, I, I don't want them to, I don't like that. Yeah. Um, and it's a shame. And it's a shame when you see it from here because they haven't 
I, and I'm not I'm talking the, the 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 region. Right. Like there's people who I talk to and I'm like, "Have you ever seen Brother Rice play?" And they're like, "No." I'm like, "Then then I'm going to go, that's go watch Brother Rice and look at all those kids." Yeah. Not all of them are going D1. Yeah. I mean, a bunch of them are. Yeah. I mean, their whole starting lineup is. Right. But that's I mean, that's that's I go and and that team would go out east and they'd have a hard time. You know, yeah. look at St. Anthony's. There's kids sitting on the bench at St. Anthony's who are going to go D1. Right. They would come here on most teams and just absolutely dominate. And and it's something special when you get to see that. And that's that's the education. And that's the and there again is to make it full circle of what I like to do and what you know I like to do is is sort of help the Midwest rise. Yeah. Uh, educate people. Educate there are, I think there are, oh God, there's got to be at least 40 D1, D2, D3, MCLA, maybe 50 within like a three-hour drive of me. Yeah. Like Ohio is loaded and Michigan is loaded with, and Indiana's got a strong D3 programs. Yeah. At great schools, Kenyon, Denison, Oberlin, Ohio Wesleyan. I mean, I'm just, these are DePaul, yeah. Wabash. That if you look at their rosters, there's kids from California, Texas, the East Coast, whatever. like yep. they they know it. I bring out a, a school up name here. They're like, oh, where's that? I'm like, it's two hours away. Yeah. Like you don't if you're not if you don't know what who Denison is and you're playing in the Midwest, if you don't know what a great school that is as far as lacrosse, I yeah. mean, you haven't explored your options. You haven't really a, done the homework. <laughs> that's a major team. Like, yeah. that's no that is a that's a legit team. Yeah. Ohio Wesleyan. All these I mean, if you look down your nose at those things, I'm like, well then you're gonna be in for a big mistake because I was sent an email and it was and they said that they were looking at their fallback schools of D three schools, and I'm thinking your fallback schools are D three schools. I don't know if you'll even be able to play on a D three team. Yeah. I couldn't say that. I actually sent the email to somebody else and I said, This is what drives me nuts. Yeah. But this person's telling me about their D one player, but they're gonna look at some D three programs as a fallback. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess I've never really understood the the same philosophy, you know, and I covered football for years before I covered lacrosse and it's it's no different. It's D one. I mean, there's more opportunities in football, um, than there are in lacrosse by far. Um, but I mean still there's there's always a cutoff. There's always the kids that just aren't they're they're not gonna make it there. Like no matter how many spots you have, like you can't have an infinite number of spots for, for those players. Um but it's always just that, you know, I have to play D1, I have to play D1, I have to play D1. And, like, even more so for lacrosse, it's one of those things I'm like, all right, you know, you can claim politics only so much. And college coaches, they don't want to hear it. Like, that, they're, they're, they're not going to listen to that. They're not going to be like, oh, yeah, that was political. Your kid didn't start or your kid wasn't all state. or Because like, they evaluate the stuff with their own eyes, and they right. know. They they know when they're being BS. Like you're you're not gonna pull the wool over a college coach's eyes because their job is on the line. It's what they do is recruit kids, and they know what they're doing. Um, but yeah, that that mentality of you know it's you know D three is a fallback is you know you're 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 kind of missing the point in my opinion. I'm like because really the point should be is like you know where where's the kid gonna go be happy? Where's he gonna get the education that he needs to be successful in life? Because I'm like you 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 want to go ride the bench at 
um, Lafayette for four years and never whiffed the field, maybe get an education you would like, but maybe you'd have been happier somewhere else. And, and but then then what? Like you're not going to the PLL after riding the right. bench for four years at any D one school. So it's right. like you could have been playing, you know, being a starter on a D three or a D two school, or at least seen significant playing time, had a great time at college. And that could have been your life, and like, all right, you know, and but maybe they're having maybe that kid at Carmel from Carmel that went to Duke. Well, he he went to Duke because it's Duke. He didn't go for Duke right. for lacrosse. Oh, right, like, right. It was just it was a bonus. But I guarantee that kid loved lacrosse, and he was like, you know what, I'm going to go to Duke. If this is the end of my lacrosse career, he was probably okay with that. He's like, but I'm going to try to walk on, and he walked on. And I'm sure the coach is probably like, I bet you he was probably one of the hardest workers in practice. That's and that's right. the guy that coaches are like we love the kids like that because it, it's. Anybody who's seen the movie Rudy, like, right. you gotta like, you want to make a starter look bad. Like this kid would Bust their butt, give right. his life to be right. in your position, and you're gonna slack off. Like no, <laughs> like That's... You, every coach loves those guys because you know the starters eventually read the headlines too much and be like, you know, they start to believe yes. some of those headlines, That's... and you need you totally. need that reality check. So totally, yeah, and that's and and it's and it's. Epidemic. I mean, I I only speak it from the experience of the Midwest because that's where I am. I'm sure it's the same way. There are probably kids in. Yeah, I mean, it's everywhere. Maryland, I mean, it's not, it's but not. I think in Maryland or Long Island, it's like legit. They know, like, oh, here's well, my get, slot. You get a, you get a little bit more. I think in Maryland, New York, and those places, you get a little bit more comparison because you you have a lot more players to compare yourself. Like right. whereas you know, kids in the Midwest, like maybe or maybe not, you get the comparison of, um, you know, going up against another D one. D1 kid it but maybe it's like oh we only played brother rice once and that was the only thing and I've heard the excuses but like oh the field was wet it rained you know my kid was he wasn't feeling well that like I've heard them all I've heard all the reasons to why a kid didn't you know beat the guy across the field from him um but I think in like some of the hotbed states where there's more it's more concentrated like I think there's the opportunity for those wake up calls week in week out like any MIAA you know because you're playing D1 right. guys every you like, know twice you a week know you're names. playing a bunch of D1 guys like you're like Notre Dame Denver right. you know it's like you right. just go down the line of like right. we've populated all the D1 schools in Maryland right. and a few here a few there right. so it's like you know so I think you know in some of the areas where it's a little bit more spread out and it's definitely more spread out out here it's like you just don't get that kind of wake up call as consistently or as regularly as you do somewhere else I mean I think that kind of I mean you can go to that in like places like Oregon California you're not going to get it quite as often. Um, but I think there's opportunity for kids to kind of be the sleepers. But I think if you're, I mean, you look at the D1 programs, like there's Ohio, Michigan, or Ohio State, Michigan, and then you got to go to what, Denver and Utah for basically the Midwest for D1. Oh, no, I'm we like, got, got Marquette. Oh, Bellarmine. yeah, Marquette. Sorry. Bellarmine, um, Detroit. Yeah. So Detroit, Mercedes. Cleveland State. There are more, there are D1s right here. I mean, I was thinking, no. but you, I was more thinking about oh, the, the comparison ones. of, like, you know, like, oh. all right, but how many D3, you know, NIA, NAIA, all those programs, like, there's more, there's more opportunities. So I think, you know, if you, I mean, obviously that's D3 in general, just more programs. Um, and it's great education too. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's about the education. Again, I'm a father. I have, and I keep saying, if you got into, if I, you know, I, my, my kid's a smart kid. So I'm lucky there. And I keep saying, if you get into, Yale. Yeah. It's not going to happen. But if you get to Yale and you get an offer to play lacrosse anywhere. Yeah. You're going to Yale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, 
you're going to Yale. Yeah. But, you know, there's there's let's weigh this. You know, the whole job is to get into school. Yeah. If you can get into the school, that's the you know. Now, if you love lacrosse so much, I think you know there's a lot of schools that that have the D1 programs that have club lacrosse. You could still play lacrosse yeah. if you if you love it that much. Then you'll know if you actually love it. If all of a sudden you've got to lug your own bag and you get you know you're you're getting up at six in the morning with a bunch of guys where you're stuck. That's well, then you, you, know got, you got to raise money for the program. You got like, right, yeah, right, right. Or you got to call mom and dad and say, "Can you give us a thousand dollars for our thing?" Yeah. Uh, there's there, so, I mean, I, I just I, I try to stress it so much without being rude because because um, I think I think the people are they don't get it and and it it becomes. I think it causes problems with between kids and parents because I've seen it. I've seen dads and moms screaming at their kid about you didn't do this, you didn't do that. And I've been and again, I've not interested. I've yelled at my kid for doing this, doing that, and then and then I've looked like I said the, when you see other people do it, then, <laughs> that, and I want to say let them play. Let you know you'll know how good your son is. How many people have come up to you and told you how good your son is or your daughter is? Because that's – you'll there'll be a coach that will come up to you after the game or after a practice and say, yeah. hey, nice to meet you. Yeah. It could be your travel coach. It could be the other coach. When you can start getting compliments from the other coach or, or, or players talk about you, you're getting keyed on, then you start looking. Yeah. But if you're not sniffing it on the field on your team as a regular basis, work harder and and then and then figure it out from there. Well, hopefully and, and, the the – some of the parents are actually talking to their kid and be like, what do you want to do? I mean, honestly, my dad, like my dad always asked me those questions. Like he had stuff. He, he, you know, every parent's like, you know, they have, you know, projection. You would love for your son to go to Yale, but I know right. we've, we, we've talked enough. You, you just want your son to be happy too. So it's right. like, you know, it's like, all right, you know, what, we, what do you want to do? It's like, you know, every parent should probably ask their kid, like, what is it you want to do? You know, Maybe the parent has deep dreams of D one. Maybe the kid's like, you know what? I really just, I want to like, who knows what they? Maybe they want to be a doctor, and they be like, I can get into Stanford. <laughs> right. Okay. That's the, that's um, the best. Yeah, right. Well, all right. Well, I don't want to like. They don't have, have fun. Like, you know, it's like, get oh, out there. Yeah, I'm gonna play Let MCLA, put... and I'm gonna go be yeah. a doctor, and you know that's gonna be my life. It's like right. you know, and that should not be. It it shouldn't be lacrosse first. You know, every right. coach. You know, I asked a bunch of the coaches, like, what's the one thing a player can do to make themselves the most recruitable? And everyone was like, get good grades. Like, it makes their job so much easier to recruit them from that perspective. It's like, all right, you know, if we don't have to worry about a player under grades, but it also, he's, every coach is like, it's going to open your door, open so many more doors for you that, you know, it's just going to give you more options. It's, yeah. if that, if you put that in your focus and nobody, is ever complained about having too many options. Well, I'm sure someone has complained about having too many options, but you know, having too many options of where you want to go to college is not going to be a bad thing. Cause then you no. get to pick on like, all right, what's best for me. What do I want to do? What position will give me that, you know, to put me in the best spot for a future of that will most more than likely be outside. Of, I don't know what the statistics are. Um, I haven't looked it up for, cause professional lacrosse really hasn't been a full-time thing until very recently and we don't know how long that will last so it's right. like you know it could be the guys that are going into college this year that may not the pol may not be an option for them by the time they get out like you don't want to it's it's hard to know um 
So, yeah, I mean, I think we, we've probably beat this horse several times, yeah. but I think it's also one of those things. It's always good to keep coming back to because I think it we get more people to listen and more people kind of tune in. And it's one of those, like, you kind of, I think a reality check every now and then is it's good for everybody. Every All of us need one, you know, every now and then. I think for parents, as we go into the prospect days, which, I mean, I keep the list of prospect days on the site, you know, and I – I do all levels because it's really one of those things like parents say, like, you need to know what your options are, see where you want to go. And that's kind of how you decide. Like we started at the beginning, like what coaches are contacting you? Are you getting D3? Are you getting D2? Are you getting D1? And then start to look at those prospect camps. The coaches that are, you know, if you get a coach that contacts you from, you know, Duke, Hopkins, Tufts, Denison, like, probably should go to their prospect camp. Like, right. <laughs> it's probably one of those things. Like that's how you know because they're they're not free. So and you know, um be wise with your spent with your dollars and pick you know, it's one of those things like put your kid and you in the best position to, you know, get the most bang for your buck. Like go to the places that have expressed interest or, you know, if you if you want to take a flyer and be like, you know what, we're gonna go to Yale and see what happens. But don't go to Yale, Harvard, and all those places if you keep not hearing back from those schools. Right. Because most of those schools, like I've been to a number of prospect camps, most of the times it's not just that college's coaching right. staff. Like most of the time there's other coaching staffs from the area there and from and you'll different get levels. You'll get the NESCAC schools there. Yeah, so those guys. Because, I mean, I went to a high point camp years ago, and they had D2 and D3 guys coaching there as part of the staff because they realized, like, all right, we know that every kid at this camp is going to high point first of all or even going d1 so they had an opportunity to see more kids so you know it's one of those you you can look at those things as well but like all right you know where you know maybe you look for a school if you go to a d1 camp like call the coach and be like hey who else is going to be there find that stuff out and like do do your homework like i know one of our things big always we always go back to is do your homework do your due diligence like don't don't go into this blind like the recruiting process can be so confusing and the, most parents only do it once. And, you know, you're probably an expert by the time you finish, but then it doesn't do you any good because you're probably right. never going to do it again. So, you know, help yourself out. There's plenty of resources out there. There's, you know, we try to do plenty of podcasts with coaches and talk to enough people. So, we you know, because I realize like most people may not have access to some people that, you know, I can get access to. So um, I'm always like I posted the, the tweet last week about, you know, what are your biggest questions? Right, um, that you know, was I'm that's all, where all this sort of got started. Yeah, I was like, I'm always curious. And it's like Twitter only allows me to pick four, so I was hoping, like, you know, there's there's a lot more questions about the recruiting process out mm-hmm. there that can fit in a Twitter poll. So, you know, any of the questions that any of you have, like, we'd love to hear them. You know, you can find right. me at Lax Records. You know, we'll you know MFWCHI on Twitter. It's like we're easy enough to find. We're active there. I check it every day. Um, so, you know, if you have questions about it, like, and you can't find the answer, maybe you don't have, you know, not sure how to find the answer, like. Ask us, and we'll figure it out. Like we'll find the answers because you're not the only one that has those questions. Like there's plenty of people out there that has those, have those questions. And Everyone has them. Yeah. Everyone. And and the and the thing I bring up that poll you had on Twitter because that's where it all starts. This is where how this got re you know reanimated again because yeah. the next week I was at a a, a, a travel team tryout mm-hmm. and um, I had people. Come up to me, you know, can I talk to you for a second? Can I ask you a second? You know, what do you think of my son? And I'm like, I, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not going to, oh, I'm seeing him for 30 seconds. See, he's great. 
You know, I, I just right. said, you know, I don't know. Tell me about his team. Tell me about what school. Oh, you know, and then when I know the school, and odds are, if they're in the Midwest, I've seen the school. I know the school. I've been yeah. to the school. And then I could sit there and say, oh, well, talk to this kid on this team or this coach. But it came from that. And I said, if you ever, and I've said this and I've said, I answer almost everything. When people call, people email, people text me, people message me. And I answer. And, and then I'll actually go and get information from somebody. Uh People who've been through it, you know, if their high school coach might not be sophisticated enough that's dealt with a high level thing or they're not on a travel program that might have dealt with it, I'll sit there and say, I'll reach out to somebody. And I, I hate bringing Chris Garland back into this thing, but I, I oh, but he's great. I find, <laughs> right. But I find him so generous yeah. that like even kids that won't play for that don't play for his program or don't go to his school. Like he loves it so much that he's just like, he's so intense about it. Like, I just want people to make the right decision. And he's just, and you just sit there and go, God, this guy just, he, he, he should be, this should, what, what he should do. Yeah. Uh, I said it to him the other day and he's like, you know, I, I do it because I love it. Yeah. And he, and and I'm like, God, your passion is, is unbelievable. So I keep harping back to him, but. I ask him a question. What do you think of this kid? What do you think of this? Should he go to this prospect? And and he'll ask the same things. Maybe they shouldn't do it, and and then I'll relay it. Yeah. If I can't answer it, I'll relay it, or I'll know a kid who's on your team. It, I'm I'm trying to help everybody. I want everyone to do well. I want all the teams to do well. I you know I want every, because I again back to my Midwest thing. Yep. I want everyone to get better here to make it because if everyone's better, eventually you won't have these questions because you'll know where you fit. You you'll get that day in day out, week in week out comparison. Right, exactly. So you'll, yes. you'll you'll know. Um, right. You'll, you'll know. Right. That's um, good. So, yeah. So, you know, again, uh, I'll, we'll, we do it early. We'll do it. We still got a little bit more show left. But, uh, you know, for anybody who may not want to hear about the uh, the POL, Michael, let them know where they can find you on Twitter if they have questions that um, right. they need answered. Uh, my Twitter handle is at MFWCHI. And my email is mward at laxrecords.com. And I am at laxrecords on Twitter. Instagram, um, Facebook.com slash Lax Records, YouTube.com slash Lax Records, and you can find me at LaxRecords.com. Plenty of places we are easily findable. So if you have questions, please don't hesitate to ask because I know there are plenty out there. Um, and I know it, it was funny when I went to uh, a showcase earlier this summer, I could see like the deer in the headlights from a lot of parents whenever the college coaches were on the stage and be like, what questions do you have? And nobody raised their hands. But then and, they go up afterwards, and they go up afterwards because like every, and like every, no one wants it. It's like you're in elementary school again. No one wants to be the one because nope. everybody thinks they'll be dumb. Like everybody else here knows the answer to this question. I don't want to be. Nobody knows the answer to that question. Everybody has the exact same question in their head, and everybody nobody wants to ask it. So ask us. You send it to me in a DM if you don't want to make it public. It's fine. You know we we never reveal like who asks questions because we know right. there's so many people with those questions. So please please reach out. Absolutely. That's how I started this because I had questions and then I kept learning the, I kept learning answers and then people kept asking me and then it, this is how it blossomed to me getting to this situation that I'm in right now with you because I had questions. Yeah. That's how it started. All right, so now we're going to kind of tra- – not not a great segue we got here this week, but, you know, why not? Uh, we kind of want to – because the, the Premier Lacrosse League, the POL, is wrapping up its season, and I think we've had – I think two podcasts where we've kind of discussed uh, 
maybe three. I can't really remember at this point in time um, over the past year where we've kind of talked about them. But we figure it's probably a good time to kind of check in because I know um, we both had opinions. Uh, I haven't gone back and listened to our original podcast, like what we thought, like, you know, the kind of traveling circus idea and, um, you know, the the not home base team concept would work. I mean, we obviously had opinions about a few things at the start, but figured it'd be kind of be worth uh, kind of revisiting what we thought of the POL during season one. Um, I'll let you kind of kick it off. Well, um, what I thought you could easily find because I wrote an article about it. (laughs) So it's not like I could hide from it. My only concern was, my major concern was I didn't think the traveling team um, sort of like tour would work. Yeah. Because we've seen that model before. Yeah, the LXM Pro did the similar thing. Right, right. So... That was my question. They have all the top talent. I mean, with the exception of a few players, yeah. they have the they have the top talent you want to see. Yeah. So there's not a last place team. I know physically and you know officially there is a last place, but there right. is not a last place team in that league. Right. I mean, yeah, it's it's like oh, a ball bounces this way, this way. It's a completely different game. Um, so I will say this: I haven't watched one major league lacrosse game this year. And that's something because I used to watch them all that I could, where I could find them when I can get them. I know where to find them this year. I just haven't like put myself out to do it. I have on my phone alerts from the PLL what time the games are with, and I catch every game. Yeah, I either have it on my phone or when it's on um, uh, NBC Sports, uh, I could watch it on. You know, I put it on TiVo or whatever you can record it, so I'm catching all the games. Another thing is, is I don't particularly care about the MLL. There's not a Midwest team. There's not a Chicago team or an Ohio team. So it's like it. It, it honestly seems like to me, it all. It honestly seems like every weekend, the Lizards are playing the Cannons. Like it seems like every weekend, I'm like, oh, what? And I'm like, I don't really care about Boston or New York. Yeah. I mean, it's like almost built into me to not care for them. Yeah. Uh, and and you know, Rob Pinnell is one of my favorite players. I. I think he's great, but I'm like, I don't care. I actually care about these teams. Like I have two favorite teams in the PLL. Like, Oh, I want them to win. I want them to win. Yeah. Like it's a sit down at my house with my wife, my daughter and my son. We were watching the PLL two games the other day. Yeah. I, you know, I had my phone and I hooked it into my TV. <laughs> like the, you know, cause I don't like little screens. I like big screens. Yeah. And we all were sitting there watching the games and like, like it was like it was football. Yeah. Like, hey, let's we just did this. We're having lunch. We got the game on. Let's watch it. Um, so then I went back and thought to myself, I'm like, OK, my whole reasoning thinking I wouldn't like it would be the traveling. Sure. The traveling circus, let's say, but yeah. it's not a circus. Not having a geographic. Right. So it made me bound. Be able, to- right. Now, I think one of the teams that I like is is the Redwoods because it's almost all Notre Dame players. So yeah. I'm like, okay, these there's my Midwest connection. Which was part of their plan. They, you know, right. the whip snakes right, are mostly right. Maryland they tried to, yeah. Right. It was part right. of their plan. So so there are other teams that I don't like because of their teams. Yeah. But because of their players. But then the, the innovations they have done, the the in-game interviews, the excitement, the the access. I mean, I remember Earlier this year, you are unhappy with the access you got in Chicago yeah. as a um, member of the press. 
And it might have been purpose on purpose. You know, you were like, are they trying to do this? Yeah. It, because I think they do the I, I think they're doing the let's call it the Donald Trump method. They're coming right at you with their own content. They're, they don't they don't need anyone to do their they they want to control the message. Right. But they're controlling the message on the sideline during the game. Yeah. With the coaches. The coach I mean, every coach is a character. Every coach is compelling. The players are compelling. Like, if you were to start a league, and I never thought I'd be this pro, PLL. Okay, yeah. I, let's be. I, I, I had reservations. Um, like I thought, the I thought MLL would be the one gobbling them up. If I had to look at this right now, yeah, I'd say it's going to be the other way around. And two of these leagues can't exist. Right. And the model that the PLL is doing is the model that's going to work. Do I think forever it'll work with the traveling? No. Maybe it'll be a region. I don't know what they're going to do. I definitely know that they need probably two more teams to to thin it out, maybe, you know, get although there was a blowout this weekend, but to get maybe a blowout or something up and down, but that's beside the point. They have done everything perfect in my mind. I mean, they haven't had a hiccup. They might have had a hiccup with you from your aspect of, 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 you know, becoming, being a reporter. Um, but as far as the fan experience, I don't see one. I mean, they even handled the Paul Rabel situation with warrior. I mean, they made themselves look great with that. Paul Rabel's already changing a, a look too, by the way. Uh, you know, I thought Paul Rabel was sort of at his tail end yeah. washed up. I uh, not washed up, but tail end. And I'm like, this guy's going to be like one year be in the front office. It's sort of revived him. I think he's made a point to himself. Like he's got to be in better shape than it. Like he looks like he's, you know, 22 again and he's a monster. <laughs> then he's got the, so in the all-star game, he tucked his Jersey in and flipped the top of his shorts to get him a little higher and showed the waistband. Yeah. He was the only one that did it. Yeah. I've been on the lacrosse field over the last two weeks and almost every kid's doing it. Yeah. He did. It's not, I mean, like, I'm like, he just started a trend in in one game. Yeah. I mean, like every kid was doing it and I'm like, wow, that's power. I mean, that's, that's power. So I, I take my hat off to him. I say, you're, you know, keep it up. Can we keep it up? Of course I'll be a little bit skeptical, but you know, they're, they seem to be getting more money behind them. Um, uh, I don't care about, you know, everyone likes to care, talk about the, oh, the attendance. They keep pushing their attendance. Oh, we had 12,000, yeah. we had 8,000. We had, I don't care about the attendance. They're not going to make their money on the gate. Their money is going to be made on, you know, eyeballs watching on TV, advertising dollars, uh, subscription dollars. That's where they're going to make their money. And I'm in, I'm, I'm in, I've, I've got, I actually just bought a Roku yesterday, <laughs> a shameless plug, bing, bing. Um, <laughs> So that I can, uh, so I could watch it without having my phone. I yeah. could put it on that Roku and I could sit on my TVs. So you know, with football season coming up, I get football, <laughs> football, lacrosse yeah. in my in, in my man cave and be in heaven uh, with my phone. Watch do my fantasy. <laughs> so that I mean, that's I went out and bought one yesterday. Again, being a fifty year old man, I thought. I'm cutting edge now on this Roku. <laughs> I had to ask the guy at Best Buy. Again, and I was at Best Buy. And I had to ask, like, like, okay, so how do I do this? He's like, well, you just plug it in, and then you just 
walk through press the whatever you want. <laughs> right. And I'm like, okay. And I, I walked out like a conquering hero. But this is all because of what the PLL has done. So, again, I'm only looking forward to going forward. Uh, I, I do love the teams. I, you know, everything that I disliked about it, it's won me over. So I'm, I'm happy. I think it's great for the future. I think it's great. Again, every aspect of where I come from is growth. And if we can get some kids in Nebraska who are watching this and say, I want to play lacrosse and they are, and there is lacrosse in Nebraska. There is, there is lacrosse in the heartland. There is lacrosse in the South. There is, it's everywhere. And if they could make it be, instead of being out in front when we were kids, like, oh, I'm Michael Jordan or I'm Dr. J or whoever at your time was, uh, I just saw someone say, oh, my kid was in the driveway saying he was Ryder Garnsey. Yeah. That, that, that's how you grow the sport. So they're doing everything I like. They've made me happy about this, what they've done. And they've done everything that I want to be done as far as trying to grow the sport and I think they are going to be. I think they are the leader. And I think they just they just have been making the right moves. And so I again, I I'm pleasantly surprised, and I and I congratulate them. And I only wish the best for it going forward. Yeah, I mean, I think their their marketing has been second to none. I mean, I think they've been, the way they they started this whole thing with the announcement of the league in general and all this stuff. Like their their marketing team is you know borderline genius. Um, obviously, you know takes more than one season to really see how it plays right. out. Cause you got to see like, all right, you have an off season. There's, there's a lot of, you know, there's a, you know, you got, you got to see what season two holds. Like, mm-hmm. do they keep the audience or, you know, you, cause you, you do the same thing over and over again. There's a potential of like, Oh, you know, we've kind of seen this thing over and sure. over again. Like what, sure. what, you know, so it's always one of those things like there's a lot of excitement year one, you know, I guess I'm much more reserved. Like I want to see it succeed, but I also want to say, I'm like, all right, you know, I think that, I guess I'm more of the opinion, like they, they do need to get some gate because renting stadiums isn't cheap. And you figure it's got to at least break even. Well, they got to um, move to like, a smaller stadium. And, and no, fit. no one wants to play in front of an empty stadium. Right. No, no one that, wants to do that. Like, you know, so the you, optics you, are bad there. Yeah. So you want to, I mean, I know um, I saw a tweet from them earlier today said, uh, you know, Albany's close to selling out, you know, obviously Hopkins sold out. Like, you, you, That's beautiful the area, stadium. the places you would expect. I mean, obviously Hopkins is built for lacrosse. So I mean, but you know, Gillette, you know, it no. looks empty because you're playing in a football stadium. You know, even when I went to um, uh, SeatGeek Stadium, which is a uh, major league soccer stadium, it looked pretty much empty. Even though they said they had like think five to seven thousand, I don't remember what the exact gate was. So I mean. You know, I, I still think, you know, optics wise, you know, if people look at it and be like, oh, that place is empty, like that's the impression that it gives. So, you know, that you people walk away with whatever. So, I mean, I, I guess I do think like they need to figure out the stadium thing. I mean, no one's building a lacrosse only stadium for no. them at this point. Um, I mean, there's a couple major league cross or major league uh, lacrosse stadiums that are now empty. <laughs> but you know, um, there's there's one there's there's a nice stadium right in Ohio that yeah. I don't think they could play. In because that was made for I, I don't know I think there was a contract with MLL the uh, Fortress of Bets yeah which was made for lacrosse it's an awesome cool place well, which I'd love to go see a game there and Chicago Fire is not going to be playing at SeatGeek anymore so no, you know there's, uh, a, there's a oh god so that's a whole a, other issue yeah there's a yeah. there's some there's uh there's places to be played but then again we just talked about how uh, 
that that place was looked em- appeared empty, even though there was a lot of people there. So I mean, I guess I'm more to the opinion, I'm like, oh well, they do need attendance. I mean, even NFL blacks out games when it's not sold out in certain areas because they want to push people towards the the gate because it's not just the gate. You also feel that fan experience. They sell when I was there. There was a lot of merchandise, a lot of beer being sold, a lot of sponsors that were there to you know put you know hawk their wares in front of. Um, a audience that they knew would be interested in them because obviously they're there for lacrosse. So it's lacrosse is a beautiful thing. It's like you you know your audience and you can kind of zero in on what they're going to be interested in. So um, I think it has more to do in just the seats. Like you know you want to get that experience that you just won't get sitting in your man cave watching it on TV because you know maybe you go online and buy a, you know a hat, a jersey, and stuff like that. But you know you're more likely to do it after you've had a beer or two. And you've just been watching the game, and you're a little bit hyped up, and you're like, I'm going to walk down, I'm going to get a hat, like, kind of thing. So, you know, merchandise seemed to be a big part of their um, programming, and, you know, the stuff that they do, I mean, that's part of marketing. You get more people wearing your gear, people want, you know, like, oh, this stuff nice. I mean, again, we're on an audio every podcast, week, so if you want to do it, like, you show it, though. I, I love this POL hat, like, it's I like it so much, I barely wear it because I don't want to get it dirty, because, like, I just, I really like this hat. Um, so, you know, but I bought it cause I was there and I was really disappointed because when I, the first two play, I went to three different stands to get it because the other two were sold out and they're like, there's one more place. And they're like, it's upstairs. And it was like one of the last two. So obviously it's a very popular hat, but I'm like, I probably wouldn't have gone online. Like there's so many times I'm lazy. Like I want it. Like, I'm like, oh, I want it now. I'm going to forget by the time I sit in traffic in an hour on the way home and you know, eat dinner and all that stuff i'm gonna forget about it so uh i think the stadium probably has a little bit more to do with some of that as well so i mean but then again it's their first year i'm right. sure they have learned so much about what works and what doesn't i i guess i'm also like i can't point to something specific because i have not you know it's not that i haven't watched premier lacrosse league i think we were talking before like i just haven't watched a lot of tv <laughs> in the past month or so been busy with a lot of other things um but you know it's one of those like i'm sure they've learned a lot um, in season one, like I've seen on Twitter, like, I don't think they're, they've been perfect. Like I've seen people raise, you know, obviously you're not going to make everybody happy to begin with. So no, tw- Twitter is a horrible Especially judge. Especially on Twitter. Don't get yeah, right. Twitter is a horrible judge, but you know, there's no way they've been perfect. So I've started like, cause if they've been perfect, there's nowhere for them to go. So I'm sure they've learned a lot after season one that we will then see what happens in season two. Like, you know, I mean, they played with the face off and the all-star game. Did they see anything they like? Didn't like, I mean, you, you don't want to tell Trevor Baptiste, like, we got nowhere for you next year. Yeah, I don't like, think they're so, going to do that, uh, considering he's, like, one of their faces of the yeah. of the league. So uh, it's like, uh, yeah. but but they played, but they, there's no way that was just something they were trying just to get interested in an all-star game. Like, I'm sure that were like that was a place to test. So it would be interesting to see, like, are they seeing something? Obviously, the stuff with the, uh, uh, not the Olympics, drawing a blank, with six on six came oh. out I think last week so and again no face off that seems to be the biggest and best way to get people in lacrosse route up on both sides of the aisle good um, god so did you see did you see that there was a game played that they showed as a game no i didn't see that it, it, it was it was hor. i mean it was horrible it was horrible it was if that's what they're going to try to do, I won't watch it. I yeah. literally, I will not watch it. Like I'll go out of my way to <laughs> smash my TV in if that's what they're putting on there. It's not lacrosse. Yeah. Like I think there were coaches who actually were. It was on Twitter, so there was actually a coach who was like, "I wouldn't show if this was my team practice. 
I wouldn't have showed this on on uh, social media. Yeah. That's how bad it looked. Uh, and I'm like, it was it was like slow and bit. anyway. But yeah, uh, yeah. PLL. Well, that, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll stick with the PLS. But you know, it's like um, I am definitely I am pro PLL. I want to see it see because I think it's. I, I look at other sports like generally things trickle down from the top. So the more success the PLL has, and again, I'm kind of like you. Like I think I was always like MLL has made a lot of stumbles this year alone. Mm. And I think you just combine the previous, what, 10, 15 years before. And if they haven't reached a certain level of success, like it's probably not going to happen now. Like in, unless there is a complete overhaul of management in this offseason and they like they just get the POL's marketing team <laughs> to, to switch leagues, like it's going to be really hard to kind of roll that boulder back uphill. Um, so I think I'm with you. Like, you know, if there's, there's there, there can be only one. I don't think lacrosse is big enough at this point to survive two. I mean, Let's be honest. Like no, none of these sports are big enough to survive two leagues. Like NFL, it's it's all one league. You know, right. unless you count soccer, which is you know multiple continents. Um, yeah, I don't um, count it. But you know, it's like there's going to be one that's going to make it. Pol in what we've seen seems to have the the drive and motivation and the marketing to make it happen. Because like you, like. I think it helps they have specific days that they play the games. Everybody knows when they're on. Like we talked about that earlier with like even high school stuff, you know, Friday night lights. They don't do Friday night, but you know, you know, there's games on Saturday and Sunday. Um, I think, you know, probably the geographic thing would help for probably cut down on cost. Don't have six teams traveling or, you know, eight. Cause I imagine expansion will probably be in the future of the league. Scott, I, I would um, assume. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if you, collapse the mll like i'm sure they're gonna at least want a few of those guys um and yeah the, no, none, of the, some... none of those guys want to ride the bench for most of a game either right. so you gotta find a place to play right so i'm thinking like can you like how expensive must it be for all those teams and all those players to travel week after week to different locations so i think you know probably for expensive wise like oh you know eventually it'll settle but then again i look at i'm like pretty sure that the touring model is probably a pretty good test but like where could we probably settle and have success at the gate and fill a stadium and all that? So, you know, Baltimore probably put a pretty good pin in the ground and I like put a flag in the ground. Like, Hey, we could, we would support, you know, something here. I mean, well, if you could play it at that, if you could play it at Hopkins, I mean, here, I just keep thinking when you saw, talk about venues, I, I don't know if you've been to Northwestern university lately no. uh, and seen the women's lacrosse field. Just in pictures, <laughs> it's it's it might be one of the most impressive. It's it's on the water. Yeah, so you're looking over Lake Michigan, and then the downtown Chicago is. But yeah, it's beautiful. Like remember, we had an earlier show where we said where would be one place, that place. Yeah, I mean it's a no brainer. I mean it's 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 beautiful. It's a beautiful place. Evanston is in a pretty good area as far as lacrosse. I mean, you, I'm sure you can get some people there. And although it's a little tucked in, it's a little difficult yeah. to get all the way up in there. The train but does go up there, though. <laughs> it does. But here, I tell you what, no matter where I was in Chicago, I'd much rather go to Evanston to Northwestern than to go to Bridgeview. Yeah, that's true. And to Seat Geek Stadium. I, I work. Mean, I work down in that area. <laughs> right. right. I mean, there's but, no but, chance. But Bridgeview is not. There's nothing to do. There's right. they, it, well, in its defense, I don't know why I'm trying to defend it because I don't live there. But you know, they are. There is a lot of construction going on around that stadium with hotels and restaurants. Yeah, well, I feel bad for them now that the right. Chicago Fire has decided to vacate. So I don't know what they're going to do. But right. at any rate, there's not a lot to do. You know, right. outside right. of a you know, football 
you know, soccer, you know, professional league, not a whole lot to do. Like, uh, I, you know, I kind of relate it. Me and my buddy, he came up from, from Maryland. We went to Milwaukee Brewers game. And Brewers Stadium, gorgeous stadium, middle of nowhere. I have never been to a baseball game where I've seen more tailgaters in my entire life. I've saw more grills on the walk from my car to the stadium. Like, I was like, we've been to Cubs games. I've been to Oriole games. Like, just the... But it's in the middle of nowhere, and I'm like, I but don't that's know. Wisconsin. Yeah, well, it was funny. My They'll buddy, tailgate anywhere. Yeah, my buddy made it. He's like, when I think of Wisconsin and Brewers games, he's like, this, this is what I think of. I'm like, yeah. I was like, but uh, you know, it's one of those. I'm like, there's nothing there, but I'm like, you're not going to get that in Bridgeview. <laughs> like, no. Know. no. Uh, so no. I think you, you know, you know even the train that goes through was like, if you get someplace, like you, you need to find some venues. But then again, I would love to just be like someone at one at some point. You know, succeed or fail. I hope someone in the PLL offices one day writes a book about what is it like to start a professional sporting league in a year in in this day and age. Because I mean, when NFL and NBA and right. baseball like those leagues are so old, it's the 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 creation of those is almost almost irrelevant at this point because it's such a it's such a different time in right. this day and age with social media and you know streaming and like it's just like. The MLL started in a different time, and they followed a certain pattern. The PLL came in, and you know, a, a time whenever you know, access to fans, like just so much access to where you don't need quite the marketing budget that you would have had to do like NFL and stuff like that. Like, there's no, you know, they've came, they've turned a lot of things on their head. Like, just their marketing and the, like, almost like I find that almost more interesting than the actual games on the field because of what it means for the sport and what it means for professional sports because. I'm interested to see if anybody, oh, you know, NBC has probably learned a lot. I'm like, oh, we're we're gonna do this the hel- football in, in, know, in, so, in, in helmet interviews. Yeah, that's gonna happen for sure. So you'll see. I'm sure Vince for McMahon sure. is looking at some stuff for the you know XFL. Whenever <laughs> if the if and when that actually cranks up, but you know, it's uh, for me that's interesting. I'm like, hopefully, someone day one, you know, someone you know, I mean, they've, they've done a good job of pulling back the curtain in general. But, you know, to actually sit down, like, you know, I'm sure there's a lot we don't know. Like, what were those inner workings like, you know, two years before the league ever actually got off the ground or was an announcement? Like, what were those meetings like? Like, right. how are we going to pull this off? Like, what are we going to do? Like, sleepless nights of, I'm sure, like, even Paul Rabel, as successful as he is, probably like, what if this doesn't work? Like, what I were those thoughts like? I still think he has like? sleepless nights. I, I, oh, yeah. You know. I mean, it's not over. Like, it's no, no, not. I mean, so, it's there's a, lot, there's a long way to go before this thing is you can coast and be like, all right, you know, even if we have a bad year, we're still going to be all right. Like he's, right he's now, a bad year. Can, pressing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, constantly. So it's going to be interesting. I've always thought I've gotten, had the opportunity, been fortunate enough to talk to Paul on several occasions about various things. And I've always come away with like, he's a sharp dude. Like I, my always opinion of Paul is like, he's got a better business mind than a lacrosse mind, which to me is saying quite a lot because he's always kind of seemed like a guy that always has his eyes a few miles down the road. Like, yeah. Not that he's not not paying attention to what's going on in the moment, but like he's he's that chess player that sees four steps yeah. ahead. Yeah. With the player uh, across from him. Like I've always thought Paul was a sharp guy. So honestly, when he announced that he was doing a league, I was like, he's he surrounded himself with smart people. He's hung around Belichick long enough. Like there's you know there's a lot of he's surrounded himself with intelligent people, and he's intelligent himself. And, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. so it's it's going to be interesting to see. Um, obviously, we've 
there's nothing you can't argue about the product on the field, but you know, it's no, like I'm, it. I'm, I'll be curious to see what this off season's like. Like as much as I enjoy um, the players and watching all the stuff they do, is like I'm I'm kind of curious about the off season. Like what's going to happen because I don't think their marketing ends when the championship ends. No, like, they're no. going to try. Well, like this is this gonna whole be thing's a, about the draft. Yeah, the playoff format is fantastic. Yeah, they're playing for the number one draft pick Keeps too. It. Like that's. I mean, that's great. It's not like you could tank. You can't tank to get the number one pick. You yeah. have to win for the number one. I mean, it's just a great uh, – they, they've figured out what everyone has complained about on other sports and said, hey, let's try to do this. Let's try to do – you know, and they're mobile enough to be able to do that. They're nimble enough as a company yeah. and as, and as a, an association to do it right now. You know, if this becomes a bigger and bigger thing, they won't be able to have the opportunities to make changes on the fly. Yeah. You know – you see a bad call in the NFL and you're like this how how could that even happen and you're like oh 2 years later they make a change yeah and you PLL have to, all the owners have to week vote to week. right pll something happened they're like oh we're tweaking it next week it's it, this we're going to make it we're going to change this so i mean that's the advantage of being a smaller startup i guess but the for, the, the foresight to do it i i mean this is a business model again the start of a business. Yeah. That if you're going to launch something, I mean, I put this up there as, as a disruptor, a sports disruptor, like you would with Uber. Yeah. You know, and I and I know that's you know such the millennial thing to say <laughs> is it's the Uber of this, it's the yeah. Uber of that. Well, he just took us. I, I, he made a major professional sport. He was in a league one year, and the next year started his own league, yeah. competing against the league he left. And he has done it better than the league he left in one year. Yeah. Like, he's a celebrity now. Like, like you see him on People Magazine and, like, things like he's a fashion stylist now. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's he also knows that make your players yeah. um, accessible. Make them part of the story. So, you know, they've got – every time you – just compelling stories that are just every week. You know, they he's just – it's like they haven't made a misstep. And, and in this day and age, and for me, I'm a critical person when it comes to certain things. I look at things. I'm always looking to see where someone's going to screw up or somewhere where it is. They haven't made like a um, like a social media mistake. Yeah. Especially in the current climate that we're <laughs> in where everything is so polarizing and everything is so you're either this way or that way. There's no give. There's no take. Yeah. That they haven't had something. That made, you know, I'm boycotting it. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you sneeze the, I mean, although people bo- were, were saying they were going to boycott New Balance. Remember that yeah. two weeks ago? Yeah. We're boycotting Warrior or New Balance because they fired Paul Rabel. Yeah. That's how, that they haven't made that kind of mistake as a new organization yet, I'll knock wood, um, is is amazing. I mean, it's amazing. It's Think you you look at major corporations; they can't go a week without stepping on their you know <laughs> junk. I mean, literally, they don't. They yeah, you know, Dick Sporting Goods. Every week they're doing something stupid. Some other company. This guy has been doing it for not even a year, and it's just like he must. He, he's he's a lot smarter than 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 I thought. I mean, I always thought, like you said, yeah, the guy knew how to market himself from day one. I mean, yeah. he was the first million dollar man in lacrosse. Yeah. Um, he really is that good. I mean, I, again, I wasn't the biggest Paul Rabel fan. Yeah. 
and I'm still not the biggest Paul Rabel fan. Like I don't watch it to watch Paul Rabel. Yeah. Like I have players that I want to watch. He's not necessarily one of them. Yeah. Uh, but I sit there and I think this guy has to be smiling under his face mask every, every time. I mean, when they talk to him, he's cracking jokes. He's just, he hasn't made a misstep yet. And I have to just, just say, wow, good for him. Good for the sport. Good for all of us who are fans. Yeah. Because if this momentum can carry on, it's going to be good for all of us. Yeah. I mean, think of that. Think if this becomes the NFL size. Yeah. In a few years. And, you know, a couple of, you know, people like you and I who are in the media, this is something that it, it could heighten our uh, career, so to speak. I, you know, as, as someone who knows about it, cause all yeah. of a sudden there might be a guy hit, you know, on channel 32, who's the sports guy. I'm like, I know nothing about lacrosse, but now there's this thing. So let yeah. me ask Mike Loveday and have you on. I mean, this, this is something that could happen from here. So, I mean, rising tide lifts all boats. I say it yeah. all the time. So, I mean, that's well, the, the interest in professional sports. I think it started to make the point earlier and probably got sidetracked, but you know, it, the, the bigger the professional end grows, I think the more opportunity you'll see, it'll trickle down. Like because I think you, if there's colleges aren't stupid, if they see a revenue potential, and they see like, oh, the interest in lacrosse is really on the rise, and as we've seen, like you know, football, baseball, some of these other sports are on the decline. Like you know, you have the potential of starting more D1, D2, D3 lacrosse programs, and then you know, there's more high school programs because there's more demand because more kids are trying to play it because they were like, oh, they see the Paul Rabels or, you know, whomever, Matt Rambo's like whoever they see play that they want to emulate, they see them play. And then, you know, I've seen stories um, all year, for, well, for years and years about kids who just wanted to play lacrosse. So they started programs at their school because mm-hmm. it wasn't available. Like you'll start to see some more of that. But, you know, again, I think it trickles down because you'll see kids who aren't necessarily interested in lacrosse now that will find it through, NBC and through the PLL that that momentum, like, I think that's kind of the stuff you'll start to see kind of grow and really help the sport grow. Um, so that's why I'm very, you know, let's, let's see this succeed. Um, let's see how it goes. And hopefully it, it does do what it has the potential to do. Cause I think right now, like, you know, I'm not a stock, you're the stock guy. I think it's very bullish on the PLL. Like I think I'm it's bullish. got, you know, I think it's a, it's got a, it's got the potential to be huge. And that's why I'm interested in the off season. Be like, all right, how do you? Because the NFL never really goes away. You know, <laughs> it. You know, it, all the professional leagues like baseball. I think you. I, you know, I think I probably lose hockey more than anything. Like I don't really know what happens in the hockey off season, the three months True. that it is. But you know, other than that, you know, NBA, Major League Baseball, NFL. Like, there's something goes on in the off season because they all have their own networks and they have to talk about something. No winter meetings and preparing for like. So it'll be interesting to see what the PLL has in store for the off season. Cause I'm curious like, more cause I'm curious, like we've never had an off season after a league. So I'm like, what are they going to do different in the off season to keep interest up and to keep people coming back? Like I'm curious. So right, that's, um, that's a good point. That's their next move. Yeah. You know, that's the next thing. Stay tuned. Like I, I'm sure that they're going to have something. Yeah, cause, I, they're, cause they're not really owners of the teams. Like there are in other sports, so I'm like they don't really need a winter meeting. Like you know, it's right. like where all the owners of the teams they're come all, in. And... They're all well, they're all shareholders, so yeah. they're all equity partners. Um, 
So it's all in their best interest to do as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, I know there's going to be like a lot of players are going to do clinics. Yeah. Yeah. Which is sponsored by the PLL, which they just did a few in uh, Ohio last week. Yeah. Um, which is smart. Um, I would think, you know, with some of these big fall prospect days or tournaments, you'd think they'd want to put their name on somewhere at some point. Bring, uh, bring back some of your alma mater guys. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I mean, that's a very good point. And I'm, I, again, that's what I, I'm looking forward to that as much as I'm looking forward to see how it, how their championship is in week three of the NFL. Yeah. September 21st, 22nd, somewhere yeah. around there. And so they're playing in Philly. So an NFL yeah, oh, hotbed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, like I said, I will be watching it because I have more screens to watch it. And that's also probably a benefit now in the day and age because people do have computer yeah. screen, TV screen, iPad, TVs. And low attention um, span. So we hate Right. <laughs> right. So, uh, but it will be interesting if they could pull in any, I mean, I, if they could pull any good numbers, that would be encouraging to them. I don't think they're, I think they might fudge their numbers a little bit you know no one comes out with you, we had 12,000 here 10,000 here you know they're they yeah. can make statistics their own way but again it's not my business I'm not a shareholder I'm not you know yeah. it'll be interesting uh, to see how you know in the middle of a uh, uh, fit in that middle beginning of a uh, potential Eagles hope you know hope <laughs> Super Bowl hopeful run how many people be interested in you know the championship of the PLL on September 21st? I guess it'll depend on how Carson Wentz's early season goes, how that knee holds up. <laughs> I think they're I think they're also one of the playoff weekends is in Columbus, yeah, or Cleveland. I think it's, it's Columbus. one of them. I think is it's it Columbus? Columbus? I think Columbus so, is week one. I think. Okay, so that's Ohio State football. Yeah, that's bigger than anything. Yeah. Although the Cleveland Browns might be the biggest thing, no, I this think Ohio year. State's probably still pretty big. <laughs> I, you know, I'd still bank on Ohio State over Cleveland at this point. True, but, but there's so much hype about Cleveland and you know the Browns this year with that team they've got. So, but that I mean, again, they're walking into the belly of the beast. I mean, yeah, like let's let's go where the I mean I, I, that should be also interesting. So yeah, it's gonna right. be yeah that that'll be. I mean, there's also you see how that tweaked. Like, did they start the season earlier? Like it'll be interesting to see. Like I said, I'm looking. Uh, we'll we'll stop. We'll we'll, we'll kind of end it here in the yeah, next right. couple minutes. But you know, it's one is like I'm. I think for me is like I'm interested in kind of the. Uh, I'd love to be a fly on the wall. Like I'd love to just be like almost a biographer and be like I'm just gonna follow you guys around and see what you do. Like how do you, how do you navigate this process in a league in a day and age when everything's documented? And I mean, part of what they've done is documented. You know, it's all on YouTube. But I'm sure there's a lot we don't see. Like there's still as much as they show us. There's still a lot they don't show because there's a there's a secret sauce. Like they don't want to give it to everybody, and they don't want anybody. They definitely don't want the MLL to see it and steal what they got. And like they got, I mean, you, of course the MLL hasn't taken any cues out of their book. You, you can't help them at this point. Uh, but at any rate, like you know, it's one of those like it'll be interesting to see what they do. So like I I would be I'm interested to see in that you know off the field stuff because I don't know why I find it interesting, but I'm like it's it's not every day you get to see a league be born i mean obviously i was around when the mls started but i have no interest in soccer so i didn't care so you know it's one of those like but if this is a sport i'm in, interested in and invested in so i think i just find it that much more level of interesting and you know i've 
not very often you get to have spoken to the founder of a league, you know, years before you right. did it and you had an opinion of him before. And like, I always thought he was sharp. So when I saw it, I was like, Oh, this will probably, you know, it'll be fun to watch. So it's, uh, it's going to be fun. Like I said, uh, we'll be interested in seeing the, the turnout during football season because they really haven't had to compete in anything like that. And they're playing obviously Philly in September. Eagles fans are going to be out and, you know, it's good. It's Eagles season at that point. Uh, you know, maybe the 76ers, I don't know how good the 76ers are expected to be, but they're still about a month away from starting that season. So fires maybe, uh, <laughs> but you know, Eagles it's have all, high expectations. Eagles, Eagles have high Fly. expectations. Right. Absolutely. This is where I'll right. throw out my go Redskins and you right. know, <laughs> shy away because I know we're going to be bottom of the barrel. But at any rate, <laughs> I threw that out to Greg Grenling the other day because he was excited about the start of Eagles season. <laughs> Uh, but at any rate, so uh, we'll do it again one more time um, for those of you who decided to stick around. Michael, where can they find you online if they want to chat about the POL? Um, you could reach me on Twitter at MFWCHI, or you could email me at mward at laxrecords.com. And um, at laxrecords on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook.com slash laxrecords, and YouTube.com slash laxrecords, and of course, laxrecords.com. Everybody, have a week. <laughs>